0: Hello and welcome to episode 11 of the Women in Sport podcast brought to you by CSM Live. This is another episode in lockdown, but probably the biggest one we've done uh, yet as part of the podcast series, which is great that we can bring so many people together virtually. This is an episode all about running communities. So we have a stellar lineup. I have four women who are all part of a running community or have found running or have joined running communities. So I have Amy Lane, who is the digital editor of Women's Health. Is that right, Amy? That is right. Yeah. And you've also got a book coming out called I Can Run.
1: Yeah, it actually launched last month. Um, So it is now available on the internet. Well, that is the only place because no shops are open.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is great, which is the perfect theme for this. And we have Liana Du, who is part of Backpackers Running Club and also a former Women in Sport team member as well. (laughs) Uh, We have Kim Scott, who uh, is the co-founder, founder of These Girls Can Run. Yes, founder. And Melbourne, who is the founder of This Mum Runs. So you guys can probably tell that there is a common theme that runs through uh, these guys and what, what they do. And we actually came up with the topic for this long before lockdown started. But obviously now with everything that's going on, these communities, I think, have a, a, a bigger place than ever uh, in people's lives, whether, you know, it's virtually now that people need to connect and stay in touch with each other. So I just wanted to start, um, I guess, with you, Amy, as you've got your your book that's just come out, and and ask you how you found running, and then we'll kind of hear from, from everyone else about how they fell in love with it.
1: So I found running, first of all, probably in my early 20s, Um, And I've got no shame in saying that at the time I used running as basically a mechanism just to burn calories. And it was every run was about how far and how fast I could go just to get the most calorie burn out of it. Because it was a free sport um, and I was a struggling student in London. Um, But obviously what that meant was is that I didn't love it. um, And it was always something that was kind of wrapped up in negativity and so I stopped running in my mid-20s and then I found it again in my late 20s um, when I got offered a marathon place and I got asked to run the marathon um not to get a time, um, just but for the joy that's in it and was part of a campaign. And it just really showed me the the positivity of running, if you basically take away all the pressures and the competition and um, how much joy it can bring to your life and I've been running ever since I'm currently halfway through a pregnancy and still managing to run most days um, just for the headspace.
0: Leanne you you've done a marathon as well so was your kind of was your motivation similar like what sparked that interest did you set the target early or did you like how did you get into it?
2: No I had so I ran my marathon in 2013 And I just started really, really just started running. I think I'd done a race for life 5k and a friend came to me and said, Oh, there's a charity with Marathon Places. Sign me up. And all of a sudden, I'd gone from 5k to training for a marathon, which I think is actually quite common with a lot of people. Um, And I was trying to lose weight and I was trying to stay mentally healthy. So it all kind of fed into each other. Um, I just needed a goal at the time. I needed a goal and suddenly the marathon appeared and I had a place. So I just went for it. Um, It was a hard slog as well. It was really, really hard. It's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Um, I just remember running 20 miles in the snow. From South London to North London and back again, and just going, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? <laughs> and fundraising at the same time. So yeah, it was crazy.
0: And Mel, what? How how was your kind of journey into running? I've I've had quite an interesting journey with
3: running. So I I actually started running when I was really little. So I was at, I was at primary school, and um, I'm I'm a I've got chronic asthma, um, and I had quite a, a forward thinking. GP at the time who, who actually encouraged my parents to um, ensure I was as active as possible and that would be the best possible thing for my asthma. So they did and, and I was also really fortunate that I had, uh, I was a, a, one of those rare pupils at a primary school that actually had a, a PE teacher. Um, and he kind of took me under his wing a little bit and, and, and kind of really nurtured uh, my interest in, in sport and particularly running. Um, And I went from being the wheezy, slightly weird allergy kid to she's a really speedy kid. Um, And that kind of ignited a real love in running for me um, from from a really early age. And I ran all the way through my childhood. Um, And then um, a little bit like Amy, actually, I went through um, a phase in my early 20s, my late teens, early 20s, where I um, developed some disordered eating and I started to use running as a way of um, losing weight. Um And I sort of lost the joy of it a little bit. It became um something I did to to punish myself for things i'd eaten um to burn off calories that i that I wanted to get rid of um and it became a means to an end rather than than something I did for the just the joy of it um and then I guess most recently, and the thing that the thing that people know me most for with this mum runs is that um after i'd i 'd had my two children um i i couldn't use um, sport to compete anymore. I didn't want to use it as um, a way of losing weight anymore. I really needed running um, as a way of escaping the house and having a bit of time to myself. Um, and so I kind of came full circle. And running for me now is solely about joy, um, about having you know some snapped time to myself, particularly in these crazy times that we find ourselves in at the moment. You know, those those half an hour slots of time when I can leave the house and go for a run are so precious. Um, and I no longer care about um, the time on the watch or how far I've gone. It's really all about the feeling um, and that kind of idea of headspace that,
0: that Amy mentioned as well. And Kim, you actually got in touch with Women in Sport and that's how I kind of first came across your story, which... Has a little bit of similarities to the others as well. But I don't know if you want to kind of share your journey.
4: Yeah, just just hearing the stories from the other ladies just reminds me of all the reasons why I just love running so much. Just the way people find it. I was very similar to Amy. So I'd finished university um, in my early 20s and I was about to start a new career. And running at first was very much about weight loss for me. Um, I'd hated running at school cross-country I was always at the back I used to try and get like letters from my mum to get me out of it I just hated it and never in my wildest dreams did I think it would be something that I would come to love but I'd I'd found myself in this situation where I was really overweight I'd tried to exercise and and that a little at home but I was just too scared to um to join a gym so running was something I could do on my own and in the dark and that's exactly where I started, just kind of lamppost to lamppost. Um, but then kind of after my two girls, so 2009 and 2011, I developed postnatal depression. Mm. And that was when for me running stopped being about weight loss. And all of a sudden it was it was the headspace, It was just the, the, the health and well-being side of things, really. So it all kind of flipped on its head. And it's it's just that lifeline, you know, it's just that me time, like Mel said, that precious time out of the house, especially at the minute. It 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 really is kind of just a real kind of lifeline and, and something I reach to all of the time now.
0: And I want to kind of talk about the communities themselves that you guys are part of or represent and what makes them so unique, because some of them are very different and kind of speak to a particular audience. So... Mel, the kind of clues in the name I guess with yours, This Mum Runs, what motivated you to set that up and why did you think that the mum sort of target and that group was one that was so crying out for this kind of thing?
3: Well I guess um, my own experience, so it kind of, I certainly didn't set out to um, create a community of 100,000 women worldwide worldwide. i i you know five years ago when when it started was really in quite a desperate place myself um also going through a little bit of postnatal depression um i'd had surgery on my back so i'd was physically unable to um to do do very much certainly not running um and i was i was desperate really to connect with other women in my local area and and start moving again um and so um, where, where This one Runs began was a, a, an innocent post on Facebook to find another mum. In my, in my head at the time, I was actually thinking, God, we're going to have to, I need to find someone who could go running at four in the morning. Because I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, just thinking about the practicalities of my life, I couldn't think of another time slot when I could actually make it happen. Um, and so I was, I was kind of looking for another mum that might be um, under the same pressures as me feeling lacking in confidence in the same way I was um that might come out with me at the dead of night and and we could start running together um and and when 75 mums turned up to meet me at the first run um aside to aside from a a kind of feeling a sense of panic and not really knowing quite what to do um it was a massive um relief in a lot of ways I'd I realized there were other women feeling the same way um a huge light bulb moment that That there was this gap, um, particularly for mums, you know, gym classes, running clubs, all of those sorts of things that maybe we'd done in the past were at the wrong time. So there was this huge gap. Um, And then the other thing that happened that I that was really interesting, actually, and has been pretty key to the way we've grown, is that I realised that there was a bunch of women who had been active before kids and had just stopped because life had got in the way. Mm -hmm. But there were also women joining our community that had actually been inactive for decades. Um, and had had a poor experience of cross country at school, um, <laughs> and hated gyms and didn't identify as being sporty, and and so had never really been able to find a way to make a regular exercise part of their life. I had no confidence, but they started to join our community, and I realised that not only was this, there this need for mums and the kind of practical aspects of our lives and the kind of lack of time and energy, but there was also this real need for women to um, join a community that was about exercise, but also was about a million, million other things that was about community and connection and solidarity and headspace and all of those other things actually way before the actual running. Um, and I think that's
0: why it's, it's grown in the way it has. And Liam, what's kind of unique about Backpackers?
2: Well, similarly, that kind of community vibe. So when I started running in 2013, I was running with Run Them crew, who are awesome and amazing and all about community. Um, But I never got any faster. So when I ran my marathon, I ran it in five, five and a half hours, which is a great time, completely and utterly so proud of it. Um, But I was always classed as a slow runner. And I remember sitting down at dinner with some really awesome runners, and one of them turning around and saying, anyone who finished a marathon in on in over five hours obviously hadn't trained for it or was injured and I was like I sweated my whole entire life out for months and months to get my time that I'm so proud of I am a proper runner and I think sometimes when when we're not athletes when we're not going for Boston qualifiers when we're not in the fastest running categories it can be seen like we're not real runners and Backpackers came about when someone else, um, Chevy Ruff, who is founder of Chase and Lights Collective and a good friend of mine, he said to me, look, Leanne, uh, I want to start this new running crew. It's for slow runners. I can't do it. I'm not a slow runner. I don't live that life. And I was a bit like, oh, well, am I the person to do this? I, I don't know. And he goes, of course you are, of course you are. You talk all the time about the fact that you're last quite regularly and you don't care about it. It's just the idea of getting out there one foot in front of the other so he set up he came to me with the idea for backpackers we reached out to our community and realized that there were so many other people who felt like I did who felt like no matter how much I train no matter how much effort I put in no matter how fit I am I'm at least a 10 minute miler probably an 11 or 12 minute miler person and I'm not ashamed of that I could still go out I could still do half marathons 10ks marathons so when we reached out to people and said look this is what we've got the um the interest was quite overwhelming to be honest and still now we're we're small compared to some of the guys some of you ladies but the impact that we have is massive and people who just come to us and be like I didn't realize that there was space for me I remember I went and ran with a unnamed high brand running club on my birthday and I ran in their slower group And they basically uh, left me on my own. (laughs) And that was the day that I ran, I think under 30 minutes for a 5K. And then I went home and vomited. And the whole time they were like, come on, you're the last one. And I just felt so, how can you do this to me? (laughs) How can you do this to me? I'm trying my very hardest and you've made me feel like I don't matter. And you've made me feel like I'm not a runner. I don't want anybody who comes through backpacker's door to feel like they're not a runner. I want them to know that there is space for them. And you might run a seven and a half marathon, seven and a half hour marathon. You might run a 5K in an hour, but as long as you're putting one foot in front of another and you're really trying your hardest, then you're a runner. Jeff it. If you need to Jeff it, Jeff it. But don't ever let anyone tell you you're not a runner because you're slow.
0: Amy, do you think, I guess from like a media perspective as well, from your experience, do you think that there is kind of a bit of a split then between those who want to see it for like the social and community side and those who are still gunning for their best times. I think there's
1: always a gunning for a best time in everyone a little bit. Like I think we all kind of want to hit our own PBs. Um, But I think there's definitely two groups who there's a group of runners who compete with others and there's a group of runners who only compete with themselves because they realize that actually it doesn't matter what anyone else does because there's always someone faster than you. Unless you've got that gold Olympic marathon medal, there's always someone faster. Um, and I, I came to realize that. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I edit the digital arm of like the biggest fitness health and fitness magazine there is in the UK. And I still didn't feel like I was enough of a runner to go to a run club. And I I was nervous and I was like, oh, everyone's going to laugh at me because at the time I wasn't too clued up on what splits were and all this type of thing. But yeah, fitness is my job. Like I spend so much time doing it and re- writing about it and editing it. And I still felt like that. Um, but then I went and I went to a track club called Track Life London. Um, and I think it was also because I was going onto a track, so it felt quite foreign. Um, but I went and I just had the best evening, and I realized that actually, within that group setting, it didn't matter if people were faster than me, it just mattered what I was doing. And so that's what I've kind of applied to everything else. And I do kind of hope that within those running communities, that actually, you know, people do see that you don't have to be part of the tribe where you compete with others. You can literally just try and better yourself. And sometimes you might not want to better yourself because you've got loads of other stuff going on in life. And actually, you might be really busy or you might be really stressed and that all affects your running. And so sometimes it's okay just to be a bit consistent or drop back. Um, But as long as you don't beat yourself up about that and then, you know, go on to communities and go, I'm not as good as that person, because actually your life is totally different to that other person's life. That was very long-winded.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, and also I think what's so important, and we do talk about this in our work as well, is that first experience. Mm-hmm. Leanne, mm. you mentioned a rubbish experience you had, and Amy, you mentioned a great one, which made you kind of fall in love with it. Kim, your, your group's quite new. How have you managed to kind of foster and ensure that those who come want to stay or those who maybe are looking for something different can still find kind of their place in the community? It's,
4: for us, it's all about the welcome. Um, we very much work on the the mantra of positivity not pace so we encourage people to come who we've had ladies who've tried to get into local running clubs and they've been told they need to be able to do a 5k in a certain time and kind of all these things and to us like pace is irrelevant as far as we're concerned if you join us nobody gets left behind and we've always worked like that so every run we go out as a team And we look back at certain points we start and finish as a team. Um, I try to discourage people from posting about times and things in our community because I'm very conscious of the fact what might be considered somebody's slow 5K could be a dream that somebody else feels like that they're never going to reach that pace. So it's that balance between celebrating people's achievements, but being mindful of the fact that pace isn't everything. And I think for us, the runnings, it's a bit like Mel said earlier that the running actually you realize it's actually a really small part of this much bigger picture. And, and when the community first started, I had messages from ladies saying, um, you know, I really want to join you, but I'm worried I'm too unfit. I'm going to hold you all up. I'm overweight kind of all of those emotions that i would had way back when I'd started running. And, and that's kind of the foundations on which I've built those, this community is how I felt. Um, and, and, you do need to celebrate people's achievements when it you know when they've got their own personal things they're striving for but it's also just thinking about the community as a whole and what we stand for and I always say to ladies if they come along for the first time we've got quite a lot of ladies who suffer from kind of anxiety and depression and for them just that you know I've had ladies that have walked through the door and literally crumbled because just to get out of the car was such a big step for them and for me anything they do after that point is a bonus you know whether they run for a mile or or 10 the fact that they've made it along that first time and i I think it's just helping people to understand that the community is there for everybody um and and will help you to achieve your goals whatever they are personally but but it's about the wider community that's what's
2: important similarly when people come along to backpackers and we do a housekeeping at the beginning and we do celebrate medals and we do celebrate races run and i don't think i've ever asked what time did you do it in because Mm. i don't care i do not care what time you did it in Uh, i want you to run without a watch i don't want you to check the watch when we're running and for some people of course they want to they need to know what they're doing and that's fine but i'm never going to ask you what time you finished the race in because you finished the race well, exactly. you crossed the start line because you know not everything goes That's to plan all the time. You crossed the start line, you laced up, and you made it there. So, i think
1: one of the things. Sorry, I was going to, be... I was, I was
3: going to say the um, that well the idea of the welcome, um, I think it's everything. Like if you think about, sounds like for a lot of our communities, you know the the people who are coming along, it, it would have taken all their courage to put their trainers on, They're even go and buy a pair of trainers actually, and, and come along. And if they turn up, and this is something I'm painfully aware of, I mean, we, and we host between five and 600 runs a month um, across 60 locations. So it's now, it's, it's, you know, a large team of volunteers that we're managing. And the thing for me, the most important thing for me is that welcome and that experience that women have when they turn up, because if it's taken them decades, if it's taken them every ounce of courage to come out of the house and turn up to that session, the worst thing that could happen is they turn up and they're not welcomed or no one talks to them or um, the, the evening isn't explained to them and they don't know what's going to happen or they get left behind. And, and so one of the things that we've worked really hard on is um, the training we give our volunteers um, is, yes, it gives them the practical skills to lead a session and warm people up and of course, but actually it focuses more on the psychology of of the women who are coming along and how they're feeling emotionally and the barriers that might have been in place that prevented them from joining a club sooner or community sooner. So they're coming from a place of really deep empathy when that woman turns up for the first time. And I think that's so important because, you know, I've had bad experiences at running clubs as well where I've, t- I've turned up, you know, I've r- been running my whole life. But I've had bad experiences where I've turned up and no one's talked to me mm-hmm. all, e- all evening. or We've gone straight into a session. And I don't really know what's going on or I get left behind and the- they're off in the distance somewhere. And, um, and that- that's enough to put, you know, someone that, that has never run before, that's never been to a club or a community run. If that happened, they'd never come back. Um, so that's that, that experience, that first experience in particular is so important.
1: I think that builds on the idea of the fact that a lot of the time in, in our heads, whoever our is, but a lot of the time runners can um, only see themselves as a runner or see that a run is done if they've hit a certain time. So say it was like, I've been out for a 30 minute run or I've run a 5K. And actually maybe we're not open enough to the fact that actually a five minute run is still a run and actually just turning up to a running club is also part of a success story. And so actually we shouldn't just wait until we hit these kind of traditional milestones and running to celebrate. We should always look for like what we can celebrate along the way. And I've definitely seen that in marathon training, that, that people wait until they cross the marathon line to really celebrate their success. But yet. For 12 or 16 weeks they put in so much work and they probably like hit so many milestones along the way like I remember running for over an hour and then running over for two hours and they were like times which I never thought I would do but I just didn't really celebrate it at the time because I was so
2: focused just on that marathon goal. Mm. Charlie says know. that the, um, the race is the celebration you've mm. trained for so long that the race is your celebration not everything up before that that's the hard part watch across that finish line it should be a you know party we find a lot of
4: the ladies that come along as well they five kilometers is like their ultimate goal but then when they get there they don't stop there long enough to celebrate it and straight away they're thinking right I want to do it faster Mm -hmm. or I want to go further And, and actually it's about reminding them kind of how big a goal that was for them and you know how amazing it is that they've achieved that with that before you're kind of striving for the next the next thing all the time and and that's something that we try and get our ladies to think about even with a mile you know it's, it's just when that seems like that far away goal and then when you get there kind of stay there and and celebrate
0: mm. and now more than ever as well the digital aspect and the online aspect of these communities is so important. I know some of you already have that with with what you created, whether it's like a Facebook group or an Instagram page. How how has that changed now with everything going on and have you had to kind of adapt or are you still using the same sort of methods to get together, I guess? I don't know who wants to jump in.
2: We're Zooming every Thursday. Um, We're doing Zoom housekeeping where we just get together and it's generally just a chat and a celebration we try not to talk about the sad and negative things that are happening in the world at the moment. Because like we've all said already, quite a lot of our communities come to us with anxiety, um, depression and other um, other ways where they're not feeling that great. So I don't want anyone from my family to come on a Zoom call and feel like we're oppressing them with the negative things that are happening in the world. So we, we're real, we do talk about, you know, how we're feeling and what's going on and are we allowed out for more than an hour um but i just try and keep the conversations moving and for me i i haven't run um since we've been on lockdown i'm it makes me feel very anxious i i I can't do it um i just live in too busy an area and i don't feel safe so i haven't run in eight nine weeks and i feel terrible for it but what i really want the guys to know is that if you're running, you can still run and we're still celebrating you. And we also use the hashtag BP virtual, um, which is because we're not just, even though we only meet in London, we've got so many runners who are outside of London. So it's celebrating people on BP virtual in the Facebook group and getting as many people as we can on a zoom call once a week. So,
3: yeah. I mean, I think, so for us, we, I think we're, we're, we're in quite a fortunate position because, um, we, we had very well-established Facebook groups um, for each of our communities. And so um, we, a bit like you, you guys, um, we, we kind of, um, we stopped the, the regular meeting for runs on Wednesdays and Sundays pretty early on. Um, but we wanted, more than anything else, the women in our community to carry on feeling connected, supported, um, to have access to information they could trust um to um support them to find ways to stay active and whatever that looked like whether that was um virtual classes in their living room which we which we do every evening at 7:30, so we call them this mum runs happy hours and they're just they're just they're, they're exercise, but they're also just a way of the women in our community having half an hour or an hour of time every day that's just for them you know amidst the homeschooling and all the other stuff that we're all having to deal with um so we've been doing those every evening um and then there's also been some really beautiful things happening that actually have been coming out of the communities themselves so some of our volunteers have started um run selfie challenges so in wherever so our Stoke group for example they, they they've been running a, a weekly challenge where they'll find like a local piece of street art or a tree that's in beautiful blossom or something that's in their local area, and they 'll encourage their community members to go on a run on their own probably and take a selfie in front of that piece of art or that blossom tree and then on a Sunday they stitch all the photos together and they share a montage um, of their community that have been together they 've been apart but they 've been together all week they've, they've stood in the same spot at some point in a run and that just feels really beautiful you know that that they're still able to find a way virtually to, um, to feel connected and to be exercising in, in whatever way feels right for them.
1: I've been doing something similar, actually, because I, I really needed to selfishly have something to make me get outside every day um, and also just to be more active as opposed to um, just running a couple of times a week. So I started at um, May Mile Street, which is just going out and doing a mile a day. Um, So rather than doing bigger distances, I was just like, right, actually for my headspace, um, I just want to get out every day. So I'm doing a main mile streak. But what's been amazing is how many people have also done it. And then seeing that kind of community just coming together. And I think maybe that's where hashtags have become more about community and less about trying to just get more people to see your pictures um during lockdown i feel that people are really following them and engaging with others in a way that maybe they wasn't before and i've definitely seen that i've definitely found some new ones where i'm now like checking on them every day and being like oh my god that's so cool that person's done this um and just having a bit more time time for that type of thing
4: i i struggled initially if i'm truthful um I think we ended up having to cancel at some of our Monday night sessions like at quite short notice and it just felt like somebody had just pulled the rug um, from underneath but like Mal, the communities, the Facebook communities kind of come into its own and I, I kind of always realised it was quite a strong community but I think these last few weeks have just blown me away. Um, the leaders from the local groups have been setting some amazing little challenges for the individual groups and then in the main community we've come together and and done some kind of all group challenges so at the minute we're actually virtually running from our group in Blackpool up to the group in Kelso and we're just on our way back so we're just totting up all our miles to to get us there together and we're stopping in and saying hi virtually to all the groups along the way which has just been lovely we never get the chance to tour all of the groups so that's been really good and we've recently just started a book club so we last month we read um Bella Mackie jog on and the next book we're reading is Lisa Jackson your pace or mine we're reading that together kind of alongside each other with a schedule and then we come together once a month to to chat it through so I think it's it's just different ways to connect which Mm. it just makes you a little bit more resourceful but actually you realize that the connection is way deeper than the running with everybody and I think that's that's been it's been magical really
0: I think as well that's something you want to touch on because with team sports a lot of people join them because they want that team kind of connection and that socialising and Kim you touched on how you've got, you guys have brought that to the club kind of in, in, a, in a new way because of the circumstances but how have you all tried to bring that that social and team aspect to a, a sport which is kind of solo at times when you're not with each other
2: I think when we build communities like we have done it automatically becomes a team sport you know we're getting together weekly we're taking over races one of the things that we do at backpackers is park run takeovers where we we sort of tour around London and get once a month get as many people as possible to turn up at a backpacker at at a park run. We encourage people to volunteer at their park runs as well. So then we can all turn up and be like, right, we've got tailwalkers, we've got backpacker tailwalkers. And I think as soon as you start to form a community, you start to form a team, um, you know, who's doing this race, who's doing that race? And it's not necessarily a team that competes against each other, but it's one that's like, this is what we're doing together as a family. Um, So, like I said, with the hashtag BP virtual. It means that we can always stay connected, even if we're not running on a Thursday. Even We don't have uh, smaller groups like the other two groups do. Um, So BP Virtual is our way of checking in with everyone elsewhere. It's things like if you can get t-shirts and people can buy t-shirts and they can buy something that says, I'm part of this running group, I'm part of this running crew, then they feel part of the family. Um, So it's remembering for us that we're not just a central hub. In running out of central London on a Thursday, there are so many people who are part of this family wherever they are, and making sure that we take as much opportunity as possible—not necessarily in lockdown because it's really hard—but the rest of the time, there was going to be 20 of us going up for Edinburgh Marathon weekend and running either the relay, the half, or the full marathon. So just taking those opportunities to go right, let's go road trip, off we go Ragnar Relay, let's go. Who's in? Who's up for it? Um, And bringing us together in that way. I think Leanne what you've just mentioned there is that like being being open
1: to put stuff out and I think it's when you realize that actually because running you can do it anytime anywhere whereas at organized team sports you can't you you have to be be part of that team you've got to be in that location you've got to be around at the same time whereas running if you're open to it we are on the biggest team the biggest global team there possibly Mm -hmm. is and if you know, I've been to different countries, like when I go, and um, I was in New York quite a few times for work last year, and I would just openly put out on Instagram and be like, Hey, New York runners, like, what's the best runs? Um, and obviously, you have to exercise some caution and make sure if you're going to go out running with stranger, strangers, people know about it and that type of thing. Um, but I do think that, like, whilst running is solitary you have got that invitation, like I said, to the world's biggest team. So you just have to have a bit of confidence and say, right, what do I want from this team? Um, And put it out there, trust the universe. And I just think that it often always gives back.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We, I never have to run on my own if I don't want to, I have to fight to run on my own because if (laughs) I was to say, right, I'm going for a run, five, six, seven hands go up and go, can I come with you? Yeah. And you're like, no. <laughs> yeah, just no. me. Just me. <laughs> Which is wonderful because when you're putting in really long miles and when you're training for those really hard races or your first race, um, you know, you want people to support you, you want people around you who are going to envelope you in their experience and their support and their love. So it's wonderful that I could have someone turn up to backpackers who's never run before but has signed up for a race as we do, um, and know that if I said, okay who's going to run with Jane on a Sunday, people will say, yeah, we're in, we're up for it. Let's do it.
3: And I think, I think, I, I think a... um, having grown up um, playing team sports as well, I can say pretty confidently that being part of this community is, is better than being part of any team I've ever been part of. You know, it's like having a massive extended family. And I don't just mean this mum runs either. I mean the running community. Yeah you feel like you're part of this, this incredible family. Um, and like, and like, um, Leanne was saying, I think, you know, for us, we, we have t-shirts and so when women are out running, they may or may not know each other. If they see someone else wearing a this mum runs t-shirt, sometimes they'll stop and take a photo together. Sometimes they'll just say hello and they feel like they're part of the, they're part of the same team. Um, we've had, we've had, um, runners because people the weird thing for us has been that people some people buy the t-shirts and then and they don't and they're not they don't live in an area where we hold runs so we have women all over the world that have bought our t-shirts and um and sometimes those women come to an area where we do have runs so we had a woman who came from new york actually interestingly amy and contacted us she was training for the new york marathon but she came to london and um she messaged us and um wanted to find to see if she could find a, uh, anyone that she could run with in London, do a training run, a long training run. And this was someone we'd never met before. She'd never engaged with her. She'd, she'd bought a t-shirt and that, was it, and that was it. And within half an hour, we'd found a group of runners in our London community that met her kind of like a relay along a 20-mile along run. So she did a 20-mile run. And every step of the way, she had a This Mum Runs runner that she'd never met before that just rocked up and, and ran that part, part of her training run with her. And I just think that's everything. That just says everything about about, about what community can do um, for a sport that, like you say, it, you, you think would be so solitary. It's just so far from that. I think it's the best
4: of both worlds as well. I think it, it's, like you say, the extended running family, the wider running family. But in those times where I always thought I was a solo runner and, and since kind of building the community, I've realised I'm most definitely, I'm not, but on those days where you do need those runs on your own for, for headspace or just time away, you kind of know that you're, you're not, because there's a whole virtual community of people, you know, who are kind of cheering you on, even when you're out there on your own. And I just feel like we're really privileged in that sense to be part of that, that wider picture. It's, it's amazing. Yeah.
0: The last thing I want to ask is about people continuing their journeys, because obviously some people maybe we'll stay with a community for a while or even when it just comes to running in general like me personally I've always dropped in and out I've had stages where I've loved running I've done half marathons and then I'll go two years without even going for a jog and I'm very kind of stop start so how do you guys kind of encourage people to sustain and continue that journey and and still keep in love with running
2: the door is always open so the thing about backpackers is you get people who come to backpackers and they've either never run before or they're returning from injury or they've not run for years and so they don't feel confident in what their body can do um so they'll come to backpackers and they'll find their feet and all of a sudden they've outgrown it which is amazing I don't want somebody to stay at backpackers when they're like you know what as much as I really do feel the spirit and I don't care about my pace I need to I need to pick it up a little bit and it's letting those people know that that's absolutely fine look here are some really awesome crews that you can go and run with chasing lights running crew and come back to us when you're ready if you ever want to come back the door is always open and I think people can I've had people be shocked like what do you mean I can come back yeah because I'm not holding you hostage And you have your own journey to go on. Um, But as long as you feel that you are pushing yourself and you're in the right space to push yourself, then all I can do is signpost you to the best people I know to keep you to that next level. When I had Tiana, I found it really hard to come back to running. Um, I had a horrible surgery, horrible recovery, horrible postnatal depression, horrible everything. And I couldn't face running. Um, And that was as a, a, a captain of a run crew. And it was knowing that I had all these people who were willing to encourage me to be the best that I could be, that I was able to get back into running. And I just had to speak to one person and be like, look, I really want to do it. I want to do my first 5K again after giving birth. And the whole crew rallied around me, who's supposed to be looking after them. And they came and looked after me. And so I think as long as you're fostering the environments that allow people to be at whatever stage they're at to go and spread their wings and fly. Some of our runners have gone on to become a6 front runners, they've taken on major campaigns. They're they're just flying, but they know that on a Thursday, this is where we're at, this is where they can come. So come back if you need us. Yeah, uh, Leanne's absolutely right.
4: I think it's recognising as well that exactly like you said, when you can fall in and out of love with running, like quite easily. And if that happens to people, just that they know that they are always welcome to come back, no matter if they th- feel like they've gone kind of backwards, it doesn't matter. We will help them build up again. Um, but also for us, because of how we run the groups, we, we are kind of a beginner's group. Although we're kind of all paces, we, we're very much aimed at getting ladies active when they've been inactive for a little while, which means that ladies can outgrow our groups fairly quickly. Um, which is absolutely fine. You know, if we've been a stepping stone for people to go on and achieve amazing things, then we've we've done our job at the end of the day. Um, but we find sometimes those ladies maybe join clubs, they maybe go on and get injured and, and they want to come back and kind of go back to basics, which is is absolutely fine. So it's just a case of of recognising your emotions kind of through running and, and that's what other people have as well. And and you just have to be as welcoming as as, as possible. Mm-hmm. And be there for the ups and downs?
3: I think our, our experience has been that well we've we've basically tried to um, evolve the programs that we offer so that there is always a pathway um, so if I think about the early days and, the, and, and we were very much about um, women who who had not exercise for a while or not for a long time. And so we, we developed a pro a coaching program called run 30, which, which is a little bit like couch to 5k, um, but focused on running for 30 minutes rather than getting to a certain distance. Um, and we coached a bunch of women through that. In fact, about 6,000 women have been through that program now, but, um, women would get to the end of it and be like, great. I can run for half an hour. I can come to the social runs on a Wednesday night, but what can I, what can we do next? Um, so then we created another program for them, which is called run 60, which gets them to running for 60 minutes. And the idea of it, really of both of those programs was just, was mainly that they felt that they could come to any of our runs on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning, um, which are 30 minutes, 45 minutes or 60 minutes. We just wanted them to be able to turn up to those social runs. Um, but actually what happened was that women, a lot of women got to the end of run 60 and then were like, what, what now? So we then developed another program called Run Strong, which is um, for women who who are running really regularly, um, but maybe start to pick up niggly little injuries or want to get a little bit faster or feel a little bit stronger or a bit more confident. Um, and it's kind of um, running uh, mixed with HIIT type training. Um, and, then, and then it kind of went on from there. And we've actually now... Um, Set up some additional groups that focus on. Um, so we've got w- uh, one group that's all about trail running. Um, so we um, quite on a weekly basis will now run um, guided trail runs. Like we'll take, we'll, we'll go and um, drive outside of, of Bristol or wherever, and and take them in on a bit of an adventure. And that's a whole different world for people that you know six months ago you could only run for five minutes. Um, and we and we also set up a group called This Month um, for women who wanted to start giving triathlon a bit of a go as well and so it's you know there's this kind of never-ending journey really isn't there even for women who you know maybe when they joined us thought that exercise just wasn't for them they've been able to kind of you know find their path within what we offer whether that's turning up to a run every week and it's just about the social and and um, the connection and meeting other women in their local area or whether they want to go on and take on other challenges or they want to just get out into nature and explore the areas beyond the cities where we live we're we're kind of constantly trying to find ways that we can meet the needs of the women in our community and keep them interested because those needs change and ebb and flow and evolve depending on where they are in their journey
1: I love what you're doing because I was I was thinking the same I was like actually when we when we fall out of love with something it's normally because we're bored and we're not engaged anymore Um, and whether that's we're not engaged physically because something has become easy or we're not engaged mentally because we're going out and we're just running the same route like if you are going to go out and run the same 30 minute loop 3 times a week for 6 months that is so boring it's like eating the same dinner isn't it on repeat yeah. like <laughs> nobody wants that um so i think it's being open to the fact that like what you're doing now is the fact that actually running can be Anything you make it? So you could set yourself a goal, which is you want to get faster and it might just be running to the end of your road. And like you just might get faster at speed work or it might be that you join a virtual race because actually you want to train virtually rather than actually signing up to a proper race. Or you might set yourself the goal of actually on weekends, I'm going to become a bit of a run tourist. Obviously we can't during lockdown, um, but use it as a way to explore different things so I always find that yeah when when I'm bored of something it's because my brain's not engaged so actually how can I get a bit creative um, and find a way to make myself enjoy it again but also I think sometimes you just need a bit of time off mm-hmm. like you yeah. know it's totally okay not to go out running for two months and then to put your trainers back on again and um, I think with fitness we always think we have to keep cranking up the dial um, we always think we've got to get fitter. We always think we've got to get faster. We always think we've got to get lighter or leaner. And actually, it's a, it's okay not to just keep chasing goals and, and just to coast, um, because actually your body can't take just dialing up intensity. It needs it needs to have these kind of peaks and troughs. So, yeah, yeah be, be a bit kinder on yourself. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. that's why so many people sign up for race after race after race what's the next what's the next what's the next and then just end up getting injured and tired and fed up and then they drop out and then they come to you and they say oh I don't think I belong here anymore because I haven't been for so long and you have to go no you always belong here we're here for you we're here to help you get through this but it's getting it's that
1: feeling isn't it like people get addicted to that kind of that buzz it's like having tattoos or having piercings like normally people have a tattoo and then they'll go oh I want another one or like they'll get their belly button pierced, and then suddenly they'll get their tongue pierced, and then something else. And it's just like whoa, whoa, whoa! Calm down.
2: Enjoy. That's <laughs>
3: probably, um, your done. <laughs> I think that's why um, I love trail running so much because you can literally every run, even if you went and did the same route every single time, it would be a different run mm-hmm. because the conditions would be different. It would be wetter or drier, or you know, you'll feel you'll you'll be more tired or less tired or it just feels like a different experience every single time. Um, and that's, that can be pretty addictive. I think yeah. that's, um, I'm, I'm trying to introduce as many people as possible to that because I think it, it just offers so many benefits for mental health, for strength, you know, it makes you so strong um, and protects protect you from those niggly little injuries that you get when you're running on the road. You could never get bored in a million years. Um, you go home with your lungs just full of oxygen and, and, and feeling so much happier. So, yeah, that's my next mission, getting more people out on the trails.
1: And if you do get bored, you just do your loop in reverse. When somebody said that to me a couple of years ago, they were like, have you tried running your route in reverse? And I was like, no. And honestly, I I just thought, I mean, they're a little bit mad. Like, how much difference is that going to make? And suddenly I went out and I, ro- I ran this route in reverse. I was living in Brixton at the time um, and I just ran around Brockwell Park in reverse. And suddenly I was doing different inclines, different declines. I was seeing stuff from a different perspective. Um, and I just think that's such an easy one.
2: Yeah. yeah. Running ABC as well can you get like i spy basically I, I like with yourself through the run and then you go through the alphabet i spy my little eyes up you're going to have a as you're running and you're not allowed to cheat and say a tree oh <laughs> <laughs> I do that. Leanne, i
3: do that with my kids yeah just have to
2: take notice of what's around yeah. you and what's going on and focuses the mind a bit elsewhere doesn't yeah. it so, yeah. we
3: have as
4: well so when ladies are kind of struggling a little bit with motivation so the first Sunday of every month we do what we call a starter for 10. So we use the hashtag starter for ten. And the idea is that you just have to say to yourself, I'm just going out for 10 minutes. And that's all you have to do, whether it's walk or run. Because I think so often people stop themselves going out because they think, I've always got to run a 5k or I've always got to run this far. And literally nine times out of ten, the ladies that come back after it say, I ran for more than 10 minutes because once I once I started, I couldn't stop. But just taking that pressure off of having to go out for a long run or a certain distance, you know, 10 minutes, if you hate it, you can come back. And generally they don't, they just keep going.
3: I love that. That's a great yeah, idea. It's, it's,
4: we do it every month. So first Sunday of every month, just to kickstart the month for people. And it's for people who are, um, like I say, struggling a little bit with motivation. They feel like they haven't been out for a few weeks and they don't know how to restart. And just 10 minutes that's all it
2: takes yeah it's
0: been um it's been amazing to talk to you guys and and hear about all the stuff you're doing in the communities especially in these really difficult times as well I feel like these communities more than ever have their place uh, in all our society and also it's giving people that opportunity as well outside of of everything to do exercise in a way that suits them in a way that appeals to them and that's you know something that women in sport is really passionate about um as always um Please check out our support page, our research advice service, and uh, keep your feedback coming in. We've got lots of webinars as well um, that you guys can check out uh, online. And, and thanks to all you for, for joining us uh, today on the podcast. It's been really, really interesting to hear and also really kind of inspiring. I, I'm definitely keen to go on a run now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> just for 10 minutes. Just for 10 minutes, yeah.
2: I'm, I'm definitely adopting that. I need that in my life. I'm